You're listening to CTO Bob with Bob Pellerin. Thank you for tuning in. This is the sixth episode of CTO Bob podcast. Today, I've got the pleasure to talk to Seth Goodling, who's the Director of Strategic Technology at Acronis. We'll be talking backups. Now, backups have evolved from using simple tapes to using things like CDs, DVDs, Blu-rays, and more recently, we've been using the cloud to backup off-premises. We'll also be discussing how the trend towards virtualization affects backups. So welcome to the podcast. If you could start by telling us a little bit about Acronis and uh, some of the products. Sure. Uh, Acronis has been around for over an, over a decade now. Uh, most people know us from a product called True Image, and that's really where our, our core products have grown out of. Uh, if we're at a trade show, people will come up and they go, oh, Acronis, True Image, I know you guys. Uh, and and that's, that started off, and, and we still have a large consumer-based business, but our, our products have really grown up in the past decade, and what we, we really specialize in is backup and disaster recovery software for physical and virtual environments. The, the idea at the end of the day is an image-level backup with the ability to do file-level restores, whether it's Windows, Linux, whether it's a desktop, uh, a server, physical or virtual, and then on up through giving customers the ability to, to back up to a cloud or do a true disk to disk to cloud scenario. So a local backup and then sending those backups to an, another offsite location, which is kind of huge in the SMB because a lot of times they, they, they're not going to have a, a data center or they're not going to be able to afford uh, another office or another site to push that data off to. So kind of it's, it's the, the, the magic is the offsite and encrypted helps with a lot of companies uh, just with backups and DR, but compliance also. One of my favorite features uh, is the whole bare metal recovery option. And unlike just taking a backup of your data, in your case, is the ability to really take the entire disk. If the whole hard drive, the whole machine goes down to bring back the entire machine in, I'm going to say hours or minutes, depending on how large the machine was and how fast the, the resources available to the restore are. But uh, could you tell us about some of the innovations you had from the beginning? Yeah, I mean, uh, bare metal recovery is a, 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 a really big benefit. And it's one that even when customers purchase our software, they, they, don't, they aren't out shopping for BMR. But once they know they have that capability, it, it really sets their mind at ease a little bit. Uh, perfect scenario for, for BMR is, is a true disaster uh, where, um, I guess it doesn't have to be a disaster, but a disaster is a great example. If, if a server room is wiped out, or maybe it's not a server room, maybe it's the server just sitting somewhere and the sprinkler comes on, or, or it just dies. The, the bare metal recovery gives you the ability to bring in new hardware uh, the cool thing is it doesn't have to be similar hardware. Uh, we, can, we can do it to the similar hardware. Uh, bring that, that new server in and, and using the, the backup files that you created, completely redo that server onto a new server and get yourself up and running, uh, like you said, um, in, a, in a short time frame. That, that, that just helps because you don't have to go in. You can get started and you can get rolling much, much faster. You don't have to go through the old processes of, of loading the OS, loading all the patches, loading each user, and then start recovering each user. You can, you can literally recover that entire server. Uh, and that's one thing. I, th- I think 
what what also helps SMBs is, is there's compression and deduce capability as well. So uh, being able to, to, as you're storing that data and, and creating those backup files, not having to store as much as you're actually using. So using the, the compression capabilities. Uh, and, and the encryption piece is nice. Included is up to 256 AES level encryption. Uh, so you, even though it's a block level restore or block level uh, backup, and those are only the change blocks from the last backup are coming across. Those are also encrypted, so it would be really difficult for anyone to access that data. Bare metal recovery, obviously everything that was on the system, as is, as you mentioned, any users, devices that were defined within the operating system and so forth, all come back. So you don't, you don't have to reinstall software, you don't have to reload the data specifically and everything's as is. If we expand from there, if you have multiple systems, if you're using certain services, such as the typical exchange or mail service, SQL databases, could you tell me a little bit about how you handle uh, backing up and restoring that type of information? Sure. I mean, outside of a, recovering a whole system, uh, part of that, the, the ability to do image-level backup with file-level recoveries, that includes... SQL and Exchange. So, and this is much more common than a, a disaster. Someone just marry an accounting, delete some files, or, or has some files missing that she can't find. It's using the management console. It's just easier to go in and recover those individual items. If it's a Word document or Excel, I think everybody understands that. But when it comes to uh, like an Exchange, for example, which, which we, we see in almost every account we go into, a, a lot of times it's just a simple user or it's a simple folder or a, a, even down through notes or calendar items, those can be recovered as well. So it's, it's, it's that granular ability. You have DMR capability, so you can recover the entire thing. But what, what's also really nice is being able to go in and recover just the individual items as needed uh, back to their original location quickly and accurately. That's probably 99% of the recoveries that we see versus a true DMR uh, recovery. So I, I think when people sort of sit back and think about what could go wrong and, and possible disaster scenarios, uh, th that, that comes into mind. But what's much more common is just the ability and, and the need to recover individual files as needed, as many times as needed, making sure they've got a good backup from the right time period. I know a lot of listeners will think that disasters are things like earthquakes. However, in my experience, most of the disasters that really affect your data are man-made. A lot of the times uh, I've seen things like sprinklers that will uh, go off without a fire. Backups have been very useful in combating the crypto lock virus that's running out there where you you know show up at the office one day and your servers and a whole lot of your workstations are suddenly encrypted and you have a nice little message that says, hey, send us $10,000 and we'll send you the key. You sure appreciate your backups then. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is comforting to know. I mean, we see it a lot, and I do a lot of trade shows for Cronus, and, and I like when people come up and, and I get the high fives. I get the, what's more common is you saved my job. Uh, because someone out there at the end of the day is in charge of making sure that the backups are, are intact and recoverable, almost regardless of what situa situation there is. And that's why I think SMBs have a, a particular challenge because the person that's in charge of that 
may be the, the CEO or, or owner of that company. And a, a lot of times, backups aren't the, the main thing that he's thinking about at the end of the day. Uh, he's thinking, yeah, what if I lose my data? But is, is he going in and, and doing the restores and, and checking and making sure that the, he has a safe backup and, and that, um, that everything's working and testing the backups to make sure? So it's, it's a good feeling at the end of the day to know that, that you've got that backup that it's been tested, it's secure, and you can go through almost any scenario, whether it is a, um, a virus or a, a data deletion or a rogue employee. Uh, you, there's a lot to cover and a lot of different scenarios that can pop up, and just having that backup safe and secure is a, a sort of a warm blanket. Now, we mentioned at the beginning that uh, a lot of the environments now are virtualized. Uh, I see a lot of uh, VMware, like you know, vSphere, ESX, uh, I. 5.5, for example, is one of the latest versions from VMware. I see that in a, I'd say the majority of the accounts that I visit and that I talk to IT departments, that's what they're using. Now, could you tell us a little bit about the virtual environment versus a physical? Uh, if you have a, let's just keep this real simple. If you had a, a mega server with uh, multiple physical CPUs with, uh, you know, 10, 12 cores each and you know, a nice setup where you could have multiple virtual machines. Could you go through the process of what are we backing up and how does the system take this information? What's the difference between that and a typical physical machine? Yeah, um, I, I'll start with a, just a little history because I think the history kind of plays into uh, how this works. What we see and what we see in the past is what, when the transition happened from, from physical to virtual and, and customers had their physical backups in place and, and they trusted it and they knew they had the schedule and they were using a, a, a good software product to back it up. And then they started adding VMware or Hyper-V or, or any of the other hypervisors into the mix, uh, started consolidating their, their servers. It, a lot of times what we saw was they weren't treating and don't treat that, that virtual environment as well as they did the physical in terms of backups. So the physical backups are, are rolling along and, and all of a sudden they realize that their current vendor doesn't support virtual backups and it just sort of gets dropped. They, they may go out and, and get a free tool or they may go out and, and, and try and cover it, but at the end of the day, they lose a lot of the functionality they have. VM Protect was really designed to, to help those customers that are, that are, are, are backing up physical and virtual uh, VFTech only works with VMware in this case, but but the idea is giving these these smaller virtual environments the ability to to do true bare metal recovery of the entire host uh, and VMs as needed. Uh, the idea for it was to be really lightweight and really fast. Uh, this is a less than 300 meg install uh, on the executable. The only backup product I've seen in the marketplace, physical or virtual, where when my engineers go out and demo this product, they demo it from the executable. And, and that's what's really cool. Is no, no one else is doing that. And, and I've done, I've held contests in bars at night where I've had sales guys come in from different vendors and install the product and time them in terms of how long it takes to install the product. It's, it's that lightweight and that fast. It seems, and there's a web interface that seems fairly simple on the front end, but there's a lot of flexibility and capability on the back end. The, the idea is, sure, there's a wizard that will walk you through everything you need to, to protect that, the virtual environment, very similar to what you described in, in, in terms of features. 
But at the end of the day, you, you can recover the entire host as needed uh, or individual VMs or individual files uh, from, from the same backup. It, the way we priced it out was per CPU in this case, just because we realized that, that the number of VMs are growing. doesn't make any sense to, to price it that way. We want customers to, to have an agentless solution that they can go in, they can expand their virtual environment because they will, uh, and, and have those automatically protected as they grow it out. Lightweight, fast, simple, easy to use at the end of the day. With a bunch of capabilities on the back end, um, dedupe encryption, et cetera. I'd like to talk a bit about media. Uh, just because, you, as you brought up, uh, there's a lot of environments that got used to certain way of backing up, and I'm thinking uh, tapes. <laughs> and at some point, they transitioned to some virtual machines, and in the back of their mind, they're still looking for that daily routine that they physically walk into a server room, change some tapes around, and you know they have this feeling they've done a backup because they put in a tape, they took one out, they took one off-site. And a lot of them seem to be traumatized when I try to explain to them that tapes are, you know, slower, smaller, less resistant. And I get a lot of pushback from that. Obviously, now that you can do it to disk, you can do it to, you know, using USB ports, you can do it to the cloud. So I don't know if you can walk us through um, a scenario. I'm guessing that the majority of companies, uh, whether small or medium size, are no longer using the, the tapes out there. Uh, whether they're DATs or LTO, what are you seeing out there? Yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, I, I'm one of the few backup guys that doesn't hate tape. Uh, and and I, the, Acronis still supports tape in our main product, Acronis Backup Recovery. Uh, we can still write the backups to tape, and I think we always will. And, I, I mean, I live in Boston. There's a pretty big technology hub here. I've seen a few new companies starting up within the past year that are, are tape-based companies helping people uh, w- with their tapes, backups, and recovery. So I, as much as people, and, and I've even said in the past that, that tape's dead, I'm sort of changing my mind a little bit because you, you're right. There's a lot of people that that like that. It's another warm, fuzzy blanket. And if that helps them, it gives them confidence at the end of the day that they've got a good backup that they can physically take that tape and pull it off site. Um, I, I guess that's that's fine for them. We've always supported almost any type of backend for the storage, regardless of where they want to put that backup. Uh, we can pretty much help them. Um, Scan or NAS, if they want to FTP it, they want to throw it in the cloud. Uh, we try and make it as easy as possible at the end of the day, regardless of your hardware, to, to park that data, park those backups. Um, tape's still interesting to me, uh, just because, it, again, those, those companies have had, maybe they have a legacy tape system, and it's written in their DR plan that once a week they, they pull those tapes off site, and, and that's fine. It, 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 I, I think it's just another stage of, of prep if there is a, a, a best recovery. A perfect world scenario, I think they're going to recover uh, locally if they can from, from disk, uh, cloud if they have to, and then maybe tape as a last resort. Just just kind of depends on how they have their environment established. But, but I'm one of the few backup guys that doesn't hate the idea of, of I don't I don't clench up when I see a, a tape drive and I go into an account. And I've been at trade shows where I, when people walk up to the booth and, and I ask, what do you do for your backups? And they go, oh, I do tape. And, and I've had a woman pat her pocketbook before and she had her backup tape in her pocketbook so I'm, I, and 
she thought that was safe. I, I don't know if that's safe, but it, it, it happened. Well, we've run out of time for this podcast, but I'll reinvite Seth to continue this discussion. Thank you very much for appearing on the podcast. No, thanks, Bob. I appreciate your time. If you have questions or comments or suggestions for future podcasts, please go to www.ctobob.com. The opinions of the host and of the guests are their own and may or may not reflect the opinions of this website. This podcast is copyright 2014 and is written and produced by Bob Pellerin. <laughs>